Hey everyone, you're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. All right. So in today's episode of Acquisitions Part 2, we're going to talk about what we look for in our properties when we're going to purchase them. So if you remember in Acquisitions Part 1, we discussed on how we find these properties, especially right now that how we're sourcing the properties is extremely important. And there's an inventory shortage, which we'll talk about in a later episode. But how we're finding these particular properties is a very important step. And so acquisitions part two, we're going to talk about once we've got the properties, what are we looking for? How do we know if we're going to buy them or not? Now, if you guys recall, just a really quick recap and our approach to purchasing the properties is that number is king. So the first kind of little subtopic that we're going to talk about when we're looking at our properties is what our ideal neighborhood looks like when we're buying our turnkey houses. And, And there's definitely a sweet spot for us when it comes to finding the right neighborhoods. You know, generally, we're looking for a a balance between quality of life, affordability uh, for our eventual tenant, and then the cost of purchase. And that's going to obviously drive the result of the ROI that we're looking for. So when we're describing our ideal neighborhood, we talk about a neighborhood that appeals to uh, working class families who are looking for good neighborhoods where they're raising their family. So you want to find, you know, it's not the high end uh, school districts, but it's, you know, decent school districts. We use uh, greatschools.org to determine the evaluation of those of those areas. And in terms of the actual numbers, we tend to look for neighborhoods that have a household median income of about thirty-eight to 50000 lower crime rates, and then we use about a three for the, the school rating system. We're also taking into consideration the owner-occupant to tenant ratio for the neighborhoods and and cities that we look at. Uh, We found that the best mix is a good 60% owner, 40% tenant-ish. I say ish because I think that that 60-40 can swing both ways. But it is a good spot to have the best of both worlds and provide you want the the 40 to 60 percent tenant base. So you have a healthy pool of qualified tenants, um, but you want that 40 to 60 ownership base as well. So they're taking better care of the properties. And unfortunately, this is not anything negative against uh, tenants out there. This is simply the ownership of, of the property tends to lead to a little bit of better quality, especially on the exterior. So we, we want that healthy balance. So they they bring each other up. What we have found is that if you tend to lean a little bit higher, if you go, let's say, 80% tenant and then 20% owner-occupant, those are the areas that tend to be higher in crime. And it's a lot harder to rent those particular properties without using Section 8, or the housing authority. And we, we do try to avoid those as much as possible. And then same on the reverse in that if you target an area with 
80 plus percent owner occupants and 20 percent tenants, those are typically your nicer areas where the purchase price and rent ratio, uh, they're not ideal for the rate of return that we're striving for our investors. So for central Alabama, where are our Spartan properties? Currently, all of our properties are in Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Huntsville, and then we have Chattanooga, Tennessee as well. So we've been purchasing in the Birmingham area for about 10 years and moved to Huntsville in the summer of 2019. We also opened our location in Chattanooga, Tennessee six months ago. So that was, uh, I'd say, July of 2021. A common question we receive from investors looking to purchase properties are, you know, why are so many of your properties not actually in Birmingham? And and the reason is, is the overwhelming majority of our properties are located in the outskirts of Metro Birmingham. Birmingham is primarily a commuter city. I, I know those that live in Southern California, Atlanta, New York, they see that as kind of a hair pull. I understand traffic is, is terrible out there. But with Birmingham's lower population and less traffic, it just reduces the hassle of commuting. And, and Birmingham is a commuting city. Uh, while our properties are not directly in Birmingham, the majority of them are only less than 40 minutes away. So I want to touch base just a little bit on where our no-goes for an area is with Spartan and that there are several different ways in which you can invest in real estate. A lot of people uh, try to shoot for that that B neighborhood. We're going to talk a little bit more about that rating in just a second. Uh, there are some investors that strictly go for the D areas. And what we consider a no-go is kind of that that D area. And there's a few reasons and there's nothing wrong with targeting those specific areas. They tend to be a lot cheaper. But for us and our business model, uh, the no-goes, um, the first and foremost neighborhoods that are unsafe. You know, as I stated in a previous episode, we've got several uh, team members that are in the field and we never want to purchase in an area that they would feel um, uncomfortable going to. So that's a very good reason why we've kind of X those out. Uh, those areas, they tend to be a lot higher in crime. These areas are typically in opportunity zones. So we hope that this incentive to purchase in these areas helps to uh, raise the values of the neighborhoods in the future. It's just not an area that we're going to focus on right now. We also avoid neighborhoods with schools with very, very low ratings. Like I said, we like to stay, um, the lowest we'll go is three, but we try to stay in that three to six rating when it comes to our neighborhoods. All right, so we're going to talk about the ABC neighborhood and why we don't use it. It is very common in the real estate industry to talk about, hey, I'm in, I focus on A neighborhoods, I focus on B neighborhoods. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm going to talk more on why we don't rate our neighborhoods like that. I really do don't like that system of rating. <laughs> I realize it's important to have some type of consistent rating through the different markets, but the truth is they are vastly different from market to market and from state to state. 
So what a B neighborhood looks like in Texas or Tennessee is going to look very, very different from a B neighborhood in Alabama. Um, You know, and also it's up to the individual's opinion at the rater to determine what rating this neighborhood gets. So in our opinion, like we talked about, we try to avoid the gut check approach. And so we try to put a numeric system in place on how we evaluate our properties. Now, to give a fair comparison, after I talk a little bit about our rating system, we tend to be in the B, C areas. So how do we rate and select our neighborhoods? High level because the extreme details are very boring. But each market characteristic is given either a quarter, half, or whole point. Example, uh, so if the school rating is between four and seven, the property gets a half a point. Other characteristics are average household income, crime rating, home values, etc. So uh, as you can tell, the majority of these can be determined before setting foot onto the property. Now, what we do take into consideration is the view from the home. How many rundown, vacant, or generally uncared for properties are in the view of the front yard of the property we're evaluating? We reduce the rating or we reduce the rating based on this number. So our average Spartan Invest home is between 2.5 and 3.75. And so that typically tends to translate to what you would classify as a B neighborhood. And I've also heard some say, okay, well, this is a C, C plus. So I would feel like we're at C to, to B plus and that in range. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about how we figure out our renovation and what we're going to do to that particular property. So when we start talking about the renovation process in future episodes, we're going to dive a lot more into uh, our three M's. But right now, I want to talk about what our acquisitions agents look at when we're considering renovating or adding a feature to a home what they're looking at. So will a tenant pay more for this feature? Is it a safety must? These are always completed no matter what. And will it reduce the long-term maintenance costs for our investors? In this way, we can gauge just how valuable a reno will be to the overall value of the investment. Obviously, an improvement or installation uh, that says yes to all three of these questions is is going to make the list, right? We're going to do it. It's going to be on our renovation list. Um, but again, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the construction process in the future episodes. Now, again, like we've talked about, we stay away from the gut check. We put together a Spartan calculator. And man, I am I'm very passionate and very excited to talk about this. Uh, To help our team evaluate our properties as accurately as possible, we created our own rent renovation calculator. Now, I'm going to brag and that prior to this calculator, we would obviously try to formulate the best rent ranges for all of our properties. Um, We would look at existing properties, properties on the MLS and Zillow. But I mean, even then, there's still a little too much guesswork. 
for us. So now, since the rental rate drives everything with our properties, it's crucial to get this number correct. And when I say everything, I mean everything. We determine the rental rate first thing during the evaluation because the rental rate drives the sales price, which then leads to our highest possible purchase price with the renovations and all of our other overhead. I will sidetrack for just a second and state that our properties are sold based on their rate of return, not the market value. Now, we obviously have to look at the market value because it does play a part uh, with the evaluations in regards to your future appraisal. Majority of our properties are financed through our with our investor clients. So back to determining our rental rate and bragging. We decided we needed a, a more clear and consistent approach uh, when it comes to determining what the rental rate is going to be. So we put together our internal rent calculator. It's based on all of the properties that we currently manage, which when we put this calculator together was about 1,200. And we dug into all of those properties and broke down the tiniest possible details as far as what the lot looks like, what the driveway looks like. Is it steep? Is it long? Is it gravel? Yes, we do have some gravel ones in Alabama. And we gave them different values based on all those different characteristics. So based on zip codes, number of beds, baths, positive, negative features, uh, fenced in backyards, is it a flat lot? All of the, every characteristic that you could possibly think of that comes with a property, we gave a value added to it. So now when our acquisition team members go out to evaluate one of our properties, all they have to do is select all the features. Say this property is uh, three bedrooms, two bathrooms. It's got a, it's on a flat lot. The yard is fenced in, but the bedrooms are kind of small. And after that's all put in, our rental rate calculator puts out, this is what this property is going to rent for. It's been a lot of time and energy that goes into perfecting this calculator and also in its updates. And we get asked a lot, hey, how do you always push as we've seen rental rates increase? Well, every quarter we go back and look at every property that's rented, how long it took to rent. And if it if it took a couple of hours to rent, then we know, okay, we priced that one a little too low. We're going to add some value to that zip code base or whatever we felt like the determining factor was in in the quickness of rent. And and then also if it took a long time to rent, hey, what were some of the, what was the feedback from those that went and evaluated the properties? Okay, so the driveway was a little steeper. So we added that negative value to the steep driveway. All of this calculating is going to help us generate the rate of return for our investor clients and going to judge really the overall performance of your rental property. So getting that rental rate right is so, so important. All right, guys. So that was our acquisitions part two, what we look for when we actually get to the property to evaluate it. Are we going to make that purchase and then renovate it for our investor clients? Are we going to pass on it? And that's all the process and all the steps that we take to make sure that we are buying the highest performing turnkey properties for our investors. In our next couple of episodes, we're going to take a dive into our construction process and talk about all the ins and outs there. 
Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at SpartanInvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.